Welcome, welcome to the IB Network. I am going to review Black Panther 2, you know it might not be officially called that, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This movie, I can't even do it in my normal way I like to review things where I tell you kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's more going on to this or with this. And with most movies, you can break it down and you don't have to talk about the background. You don't have to talk about the production or the events that led up to it, even if there is a controversy. Like with Heath Ledger dying before the Dark Knight. Uh, yeah, the Dark Knight. It added mystique to it. Uh, it was very sad, but he's playing a villainous character. And he was not returning to a role and he already was in the movie. This is a movie that is absent someone that was in the first that we expected to return. So it's a little bit different. Um I'm going to do my best not to hold it against the movie because I did want to see them recast it. Um, But also at the same time, because they didn't recast it, there are some very, very obvious weaknesses and flaws. Um, There are a lot of things I do like about this movie. Um, It is visually pretty cool. Um, it is satisfying emotionally, and this will have spoilers, so it's unavoidable. I'm thinking about bringing on someone to talk about it, but I just may not have time to do it. Um, right now, this movie has a 7.4, excuse me, out of 10 on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think that's about right. Um, going to look at Metacritic real quick uh, and see what they have to say. I just thought of that idea. Um, So Metacritic, Black Panther Forever, 67. So user score 5.8. I'm going to put a 7 in there because I think that's about where it should be. Same thing here for the IMDB. But if you look at the IMDB scores for the users, 19% of the people gave it a 10, 13 gave it a 9, 23%. The largest amount gave it a 8, uh, 18% gave it a 7, which is where I have it, 9% a 6. 4% 4% of 5, 2% of 4, 3% of 1, well, 1.5% for a 3 and 2, and 6.4 of 1. So I feel like that's kind of kind of mean, really. Um, let's see. They have the average male gave it a 7.2, and the average female gave it a 7.9, actually. Uh, let's see. And U.S. users gave it a 7.6. So it's a little divisive around the world. But I could see it being somewhere 
a C minus a C plus B minus, so maybe that seven should be a little, it'd probably be a high seven, like you know, seven point eight or seven point nine, seven point seven, something like that. My number one problem with the movie that I just it kept coming over and over again is that and maybe this sounds bad and I don't mean it like that. I guess I'm not big enough to get any blowback behind this. If I, uh, if I was on Twitter saying this, it would definitely be uh, something that would bother people. But it's 90% men anyway that are in my groups. It needs more testosterone. There just needs to be more men. If I went into the movie knowing it was Wonder Woman, that's one thing. If I know it's Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, if I know it's Black Widow, that's fine. But the Black Panther was a lot about Black masculinity. And we're losing that. And it's not to say that the women weren't represented. We saw the women represented as far as science last movie, as far as physically, is the, in the King's Guard and now the Queen's Guard, basically. Uh, I, I don't want to butcher their names. But we saw that. So there was versatility. But with the men, there wasn't a lot of versatility. Uh, the men really take a back seat. And I think it's not for the better. Now, I understand Angela Bassett uh, was great. Letitia Wright, I have mixed feelings about her, but she definitely pulled off the last act of the movie. I could have seen a little bit more of Lapita, Mbaku, Winston Duke. A lot of people mourned that he's not in the movie more. I actually was okay with where he was as far as how much he was in the movie. However, someone needed to take the male mantle and and give more. So I I the fight scenes as far as with the uh Letitia Wright. Uh, they didn't do it for me. Maybe she looked more like Catwoman than the Black Panther, and she never looked like she got in a fight in her whole life. Then all of a sudden, she was a Black Panther. She got the powers. She's ready to kick everybody's ass. So, I I I didn't really enjoy that. And it she fights Namor or no more. She fights him, and suddenly she can go toe to toe. When she's less powerful than him, even though she used her brain, but she needed to use more of her brain. Um, she's less powerful than him and less skilled than him. And suddenly she can do all this stuff without any training. Um, I didn't like that. I don't like uh, Namor. It's not somebody I'm stuck with, with the comic books, like someone that I don't want ever changed. But there was a regalness to Namor that they lost in this movie. And I understand I'm an African-American man. So I definitely don't spite anybody, their representation. But it's not always needed. I think if you had kept the original Namor, I think you would have more value. You could have more value that he was being a colonizer. Maybe it's that, hey... It is this secret society, and this is somewhere where I can start something new or I can have my people or something. There needed to be a reason 
maybe his people couldn't live underwater because of the pollution or because of what people were doing. And he's going to take over Wakanda because he needs the land and needs the protection and all that. Uh, I think also they made Wakanda look bad and weak. It's the most technologically advanced civilization on earth. That's what it was presented to me in the first movie. So while they might be a little weaker without their protector, they still are more than capable of protecting themselves. And they were really dicey about showing us what I want is Atlantis in the books, but about showing us what Namor had up his sleeve to combat it. Uh, Honestly, the plot of the movie, the main crux of it, the conflict, if they had talked, if Shuri and Namor or Namor had talk long enough about it. They could have figured this out without having to do it. The conclusion they come to at the end, um, it could have been done. It could have been done without all this conflict, without her mom dying. At the end, to some degree, it does seem a little hard to believe that after someone killed your mom, you would have sympathy for them. I I understand what they tried to do, but they led us to her anger and her rage. And then all of a sudden, she just turned it off. They dropped the hat because she saw her mom. They didn't know what they wanted to do with her grief. First, she was turned off and cold. Then it turned to anger. They had us address it in the beginning. Never came back to it. Didn't develop it. Then at the very end of the movie, they developed what was going on with her. When, big spoiler alert, turn off the podcast I'll fast forward it a minute when Michael B. Jordan comes up, Killmonger in the astral plane or whatever they call it in Black Panther. He talks to uh, Shuri and that is great. That is shocking. The last act of the movie and the mid credit scene, save it. The mid credit scene where you have Toussaint who ends up being the next T'Challa, T'Challa Jr., basically, and he will eventually be the Black Panther. So they're kind of splitting the baby in half, giving a recast while not giving a recast. But without having Black Panther, the Black Panther in Black Panther, you lose so much. I almost would have rather them not even have the movie than to do what they did. Because what they did was have a movie and twist and conflate our real life grief with movie grief. And I just felt numb the whole time because I knew this man really died. So it made their acting, for some people, it'd be more realistic. But to me, it made their acting less realistic because I knew he'd really died. And so it took me out of the narrative consistently because I knew he really died. And then when I left, I mean, there's no right way because if you recast and you say you're doing it for money, but then I'm saying you make a movie about a fictional character and the real man died and you're making money off of it still and using the grief for something like a Marvel movie. So I'm not saying it wasn't tasteless, but either way, or saying it was tasteless, either way, you, you, you could insult people or upset people. And this was the easier of the two ways. This is the way 
to insulate themselves from criticism. I mean, some people don't like it, but you can't go with so far because of the tributes to Chadwick Boseman. If you had recast, you could have went all in and people could have been on that high horse and said they were defending Chadwick. So there's that. Uh, the fight scenes in general, I really did like um, the Okoye fight scene on the bridge. I thought that was cool. Um, Angela Bassett looked, uh, Angela Bassett looked amazing. Those shoulders and those arms, man. This woman's over 60 years old. Looked great. Uh, her acting was great. I, mean, I even thought Oscar at one point when I um, heard her and she gave that big speech, Have I Not Given All. Uh, that was just amazing. She still got her chops. She actually was upset that she was killed. Another thing, I thought for sure no one in the movie was going to die. And of course, the Queen Mother dies. Have we not already had that happen enough? So first of all, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Black Panther, T'Challa, basically dies three times. We thought he died against Killmonger. I don't know. He came back to life. He died. He died with the blip and then came back and then he died in real life and died again in this movie. So how much trauma do we need and then his mother dies. So I don't know, man. That's a lot of dying. I know superhero movies, they use deaths to catapult people catapult people into action, but it's a little much. It really is a little much. Uh so I struggle with that. I did like the ending, but I kind of saw some of that coming. Um would it have been more interesting if Shuri was more on the Killmonger side of things? Maybe they want to wrap it up nice and neat in a bow. And I understand it's Disney and I understand that it's Marvel. But I don't see... This movie really didn't need to be made without Chadwick Boseman, without the Black Panther. It didn't have a purpose. And I remember when I was a kid... And I wondered what would happen if Spider-Man really did die in these comic books. Could his cast, could his supporting cast carry a comic book series for a year or two or three without Peter Parker slash Spider-Man? And I'm sure somebody out there has done it, but I never thought they could do it. And I thought he had the strongest supporting cast of any of any superhero. And when you take away that ingredient, that the regalness, the majesty of the Black Panther, you've lost so much of it. And you don't even have Shuri become the Black Panther until the end. And it's not the same thing. Just the way Chadwick Boseman walked into a room as the Black Panther. It was just something else. And the swagger and the confidence and what he embodied in that role. I didn't even like to play a Panther as a comic book, but I liked it when he did it. So I'm appreciative of what they tried to do, but for me, it was a disappointment. I do like what they might be doing in the future with Namor or Namor. 
I like that. And what they showed at the end of the movie, I dug that. I liked what they're doing with the Thunderbolts. Um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was amazing in the movie. I thought that was really cool. Uh, so there are some threads to future Marvel movies. But I, I, like I said, C plus, B minus movie. It's worth your time if you're a fan. Uh, if you're not a super fan of Black Panther and you don't need it cathartically, you can wait for it to come to Disney+. Plus. I uh, just want to tag or shout out a couple things. First, rate and subscribe, please. Give it five stars. Trying to get these numbers up. Also, uh, we have a Patreon where you can become an all-star and subscriber that you get access to some of our content. And in the groups, you get some special privileges. So please do that. Uh, any other sponsor, please support the content, the podcast, share it, uh, the group, anything you can do to give us your support. I would greatly appreciate it. This is RC Carlton signing off and be on the lookout. Might do one with Sam, might not, might do one with my son. I haven't figured it out. That might come this weekend. So have a great one, everybody.